Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. Now, in our 16th season, with over 500 episodes in 17 countries, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm so excited today because we are going to be talking to Laura Stack and if you guys are playing along at home and you want to look at her website, go to Johnny's, that's spelled J-O-H-N-N-Y-S, Johnny's Ambassadors and Ambassadors is A-M-B-A-S-S-A-D-O-R-S dot org, Johnny's Ambassador dot org and We're going to be talking today about the harmful effects, the danger effects of marijuana. And I'll be honest, Laura, I was at a company retreat this weekend and somebody gave me this little present and I opened it up. I thought it was a USB charger because I'm a total tech geek and a computer girl. And I'm like, it has a charger. It has this kind of black thing that looked like a USB stick, but it had a weird top on it. And then I open up the other box and it's got some like weird metal thing and a little glass vial and this brown stuff. And I'm like, I, you know, I didn't even know what it was. And the, everybody's kind of laughing and they're like, yeah, we all vape. And I'm like, I didn't, I, I had heard vaping from the news. I kind of had a basic idea of what it was, but I had no idea what I was looking at. And I'm like, really, you're going to give this to me as a gift. I was in Colorado. Oh my gosh. And I felt like such an idiot because I have teenage kids and I don't even know what this machine looked like. And then one lady pulled out, it looked like a pen, like how am I supposed to, as a parent, know anything, much less things that are disguised to look like other things? So that's why I'm really happy that I have you here today, because I think there's so much that parents don't know. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm happy to have you here today. Well, not only that parents don't know, but that adults don't know. I have a girlfriend who did exactly what you just described. Her name is Heidi. She lives in the East Coast. She came to Colorado, had lunch with a girlfriend, took two hits on this girl's dab pen, had never used it, didn't know what it was, and was in the mental hospital for two weeks, hallucinating, swearing that her caretaker was a shapeshifter. So you have to be really careful before someone says, here, hit this. Um, I am, I'm not surprised, actually, that that was given to you in Colorado. And a lot of parents, when you say we vape, right, they're thinking jewels, nicotine, uh, e-cigarettes. And so you have to be very careful to, to ask, are we talking about nicotine or are we talking about THC? which is very, very different vapes that are, and it sounds like from the brown cartridge in the device you're describing, one was probably about an 80% THC distillate, uh, which is highly potent, a dab pen. Those are concentrates 60 up to nearly pure um, concentrated products that are nothing like you have heard of or seen of before. So I feel like, let me, just because this is all new to me, 
<laughs> yeah. like, I have to relate it to something I know, like, not that I drink, but, but like booze, like you look at alcohol and it says like 60 proof or 80 proof. Now I okay. know that, yeah. that 60, 80 proof is much stronger than like a 6% glass of wine. So is that like what we're talking about? Like a proof? That's a really good way to relate it to. Okay. So let's say that um, back in the eighties, when I was a teenager and um, I come from a military family, my father is a retired Colonel. And these were the days where you were more afraid of your parents than you were of the police. If you know what I mean. Um, and I'm sure many of your listeners do. <laughs> so if you were, you know, able to score some weed back then, it was the kind that you would get out a little paper, right? And it was grass and it was crushed up and you would roll it and you would have a joint, right? And you would smoke it and pass it around to everybody and you would get giggly and feel kind of uh, silly and lovey. And, and it was very, very weak. Okay, so in those days, the 80s, 90s, even in the early 2000s, the THC, tetrahydrocannabinol content, which is the chemical in weed that makes you high, okay, the THC, since you're talking about proof, was about 2% of that product. If you were scoring like really amazing weed in the 80s, like Maui Wowie, right, the highest the THC content would be is 5%. Like that was some good weed. Okay. So now fast forward, if you have um, a beer and you were in Colorado during that time, you would be drinking a 3-2 beer, right? 3.2%. <laughs> uh, now let's compare that to drinking a fifth of Everclear. Okay. So that's the difference. Um, that we're talking about here. So today, what they do is they take the plant and they run a solvent through it. Okay. So picture butane, propane, ethanol, right? So you take the plant, you run the solvent through it, and it breaks off the trichomes that contain the THC. And that goes into a tray with the solvent. They throw the plant away. Okay, so no plant. So you have to get all plants out of your mind when you're talking about dabs here. And then they filter and, and distill, like just like you distill vodka, right? Let's say it's five times distilled. You can take a 60% concentrate and distill it to a 90% THC vape, which is what you unknowingly might have had an 80 to 90% THC. So we're talking hugely potent, way high, way fast, like off the rails high, like you have never experienced. So you it's kind you of- You couldn't drink that much or you couldn't smoke that much without no. using this little device or having it distilled however many times. No, because you have to take a little dab of it. That's why they call this dabbing in the, in the stoner vernacular, because you take a dab of concentrate and they're named by how they look. So wax looks like earwax, shatter looks like if you drop it, it will break. Crumble looks like a cookie. Batter looks like cake 
batter, sugar looks like, well, sugar. Anyway, you take a dab of it, you heat up this pen, uh, which has a heating element inside of it, or you get a dab rig. Google, if you Google this, Sandra, you'll fall over. Do Google dab rig marijuana and click on images. And what you do is you take a butane torch, okay, and you heat up the nail as hot as you know, it's almost red hot, not quite. You take a little dab of this concentrate and you touch it to that nail, which sizzles it and you inhale these very potent, very toxic vapors. So if a joint, let's say uh, a quarter gram joint, and I'm not a marijuana user, I just know this from studying it, right? Let's say it's um, 18% THC. And even the flower today is considered high potency. Anything over 10% is considered high potency. So let's say you take an 18% joint and a quarter gram and you lose some to combustion, right? So let's say that's 25 milligrams in a joint. Now take an 80% vape, buy a cart, which is what they gave you, a cartridge, which is a gram, right, of 80% vape, that's 800 grams in that little tiny thing that they gave you as compared to 25 grams in an entire joint. Right. Okay. So this is like, you have extreme alcohol, extreme caffeine, like extreme sports. And now we have extreme marijuana. It is a completely different drug. And I only know this because of my experience, sadly, with our son, Johnny, who became a marijuana user because we live in Colorado uh, and sadly battled addiction with this extremely potent substance, sadly became psychotic, which many people do not understand is a result, can be a result of adolescents whose brains are still forming when this very potent THC hits the amygdala, which normally regulates emotion. And it looks shockingly similar to our body's own natural cannabinoid called anandamide. So the body goes, oh, that fits. And it lets that THC molecule click into that receptor. It binds with it and it keeps the child's brain from being able to perform its own natural functions. So instead of feeling, say, a little anxious, it can become paranoid. It can become really fearful, like somebody's after me or somebody's watching me. Sandra, my son thought the mob was after him after using, after dabbing, and he died by suicide five years later, having used these extremely potent products. And I'm, first of all, I'm very sorry for your loss. And I'm very sorry for every child that, that gets involved with these things or adults. Yes. And I think, you know, I would see these things on the news and hear these sad stories and think, oh, it must be just the kid had something wrong with them or, oh, right. it or it was be- laced, right? No, because or- my, my, you know, and I'm, I'm sure I'm representative of most of the parents that are listening to today's show. I'm thinking of the marijuana that I grew up with. Like, well, so did I. 
you know, who would think that it's distilled, you know, like you're literally giving a teenage boy or girl 180 proof vodka and saying, drink as much as you can handle. Or Everclear and saying, drink as much as you can. Now, the difference is we don't have cannabinoid receptors in our brain stems. So everybody goes, oh, well, then it can't kill you. Well, that doesn't mean you can't overdose on it. That doesn't mean it's harmful. We have members of our our scientific advisory board here at Johnny's Ambassador, medical doctors um, who have children, youth, teens, young adults in the emergency room every day with acute psychotic episodes, with vomiting, they call it scrometing, um, screaming and vomiting at the same time and not being able to stop, acute poisonings um, from eating edibles, which have very high THC, a thousand milligrams in a candy bar and not knowing what it is, how much it is in it and poisoning themselves um, because you can't, once you eat it, uh, you can't uh, take it back. And Sandra, Mm -hmm. I mean, I admit when Johnny told me at 14, hey, I went to a party and uh, -and so-and-so's big brother who was 18, who had a medical marijuana card, quote unquote, uh, and there was nothing wrong with him. Um, they just use it to get high. And he told me that he used it. Uh, and he was he was very honest about it. But these kids don't know how potent it is because there is this running narrative that it's safe, that it's um, healthy, that it's the healing plant, right? All this stuff that you hear well, because the- that may be true if it's the plant form. You know, if you take the leaf off, maybe there is some healing, redeeming, I don't know, but not distilled down to these huge, crazy limits that are coming into a child's body. Right. And what's even more is that the botanists have got involved. Not only is it the chemists now, but the botanists have taken the actual flower, which used to be two to 5%. You cannot buy marijuana in Colorado anymore. That's weak. Um, One botanist is bragging that he has a strain he's cultivated to 40% THC in just the plant. So yes, concentrates are stronger, but I don't want to make the impression that by using the flower that you're avoiding problems because because that's, that was where my logic went. It's like, you know, if I could just use a plant, not, not that I use any of this stuff, but if I could just use a plant, maybe it's better. Now you're telling me it's not. No, it's not. In fact, in the Netherlands, it's illegal. It's a hard drug. Anything over 10%, there have been no, I I repeat, zero scientific studies that show any medical benefit of THC levels over 10%. And it's considered a narcotic. And in most countries, you cannot get um, these products. We do a lot of work in the UK. They have what they call skunk. And the highest they ever see there is in the 30s. Um, these resins and bubble hash and all these products that we have here in the States that are one is saying he's got a hundred percent THC um, distillate. These things do not exist in the rest of the world. We have huge problems in North America, Canada too, of course, where it's legal. Um, but people think, well, it was legalized medically. Well, that's a farce. What the kids are doing is uh, we have what we call our pot shop docs here in Colorado. It's not all of the doctors, but it's some of them who will you at 18 years old, it becomes a rite of passage as a senior, you go see the pot shop doc. 
you make up some kind of ailment that um, is hard to prove, like a migraine or some kind of pain. You pay several hundred dollars for your red card. Now, you as an 18-year-old, you can't buy alcohol, you can't buy cigarettes, but you can walk into a marijuana shop and buy shatter and wax and dabs and vapes and edibles. And then what do you do, Sandra? You turn back around and you sell it to the rest of the kids. So that's where all the drug dealing is coming from, which is legal to buy with a medical marijuana card, but illegal to sell um, to your peers. They're not using it because they're mentally ill because they have now, I, I do want to say right, there might be are, one person in that group. Uh, that yes. Right. Now I have personally met several parents here in Colorado whose children are under 18. One had severe seizures. Um, I mean, hundreds, we're talking hundreds sure. a day. And because of a THC, by the way, that's never smoked, never dabbed. It's always in oil uh, or pill form. Uh, very low amounts of THC is able to function normally with just a few seizures a day, which is huge. Another child who had severe autism, um, who could be in a classroom and function normally because of the use of medical uh, marijuana for this condition. I am not ever trying to take away any of, of these things from these parents using products such as these to treat their children, right? But that's one extreme. And guess what? There's only a few hundred kids in the entire state of right. Colorado who have that. We're talking about the other end of the spectrum, which is the 3,900 18 year olds who suddenly developed a debilitating condition at 17 years old, 364 right. days, um, who are just using it like Johnny did to get high, to use it recreationally. Johnny did not have mental illness. We don't have psychosis in our family. It is, it's a party drug. And sadly, you can get it in five minutes in any high school. Sadly, one in 10 of our middle schoolers are using marijuana. And since legalization, sad to say, suicide is the number one cause of death here in Colorado of our youth ages 15 through 19. And guess what? 51% of them have THC in their toxicology reports after they died. So Not I, alcohol. I, help me understand uh, the connection between suicide and marijuana use. Like, sure. uh, you you know, you told me there's no mental illness in your family with Johnny. There's no, you know, no, no other things. He didn't go to war and come back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have trauma. We didn't beat him. He wasn't in a, you know, in a, uh, a burglary, right? No, nothing like that um, happened to him. He was he had a 4.0 GPA. He had a perfect SAT score in math, 800 out of 800. He had a scholarship to Colorado State University. We are a Christian family. We taught um, Sunday school for many, many years together, taught four-year-olds. He was a brown belt in karate, ran cross country, played soccer, played the piano and the guitar. I mean, this was a great kid, right? No depression, no anxiety, none of that stuff. In Colorado, it's it's a party thing. They use it like you would alcohol, but it's too hard to get alcohol here um, because you have to be 21, but it's very easy to get marijuana. And as many of the kids that turn 18 as a senior, they go get their med cards and that is the party drug. So it is a myth 
that, oh, only kids are using marijuana who are, you know, mentally ill or who were going to develop uh, schizophrenia anyway. It's actually the other way around when you look at the chicken versus the egg. The high potency, high frequency, young onset of use as an adolescent, that trifecta actually is causing anxiety in our children, causing depression, causing mental illness. In fact, the research shows there is a five-fold increase in psychosis with the use of these potent drugs. Now we're talking about in adolescence. That's what we focus on. Youth, adolescent, right? Marijuana prevention. And a seven-fold increase in suicide, suicidal thinking and suicide attempts. That was even just verified by our own National Institutes of Health, that there is a correlation of increase in marijuana use and increase in suicide. It's because the way that the THC binds to the brain of an adolescent that is forming, there are CB1 receptors all over the brain and it prevents it from being able to function normally. We know, for example, in MRI studies that the prefrontal cortices of youth who use marijuana is thinner Uh, than those that don't. So the executive processing, the judgment, the decision-making, all of those things are affected. And the amygdala, uh, which regulates emotion, goes completely haywire. It is a very well-known fact um, when people use too much marijuana that you can feel paranoid. Um, So increase that times 10 when Johnny died, his journals that we found after he died said things like University of Northern Colorado is really an FBI base. Um, Everybody knows everything about me. He used to tell us that we're in on it. And we would say in on what? And he couldn't just, he couldn't explain what he was talking about. He would say, well, my phone is listening to me and this room is actually bugged. Like you couldn't even say the word bug. Their thinking becomes so delusional. And distorted. Um, Now, did you, and I'm not, I'm no judgment. No, I'm just asking as a mom, because, uh, you know, sometimes people can call me pretty clueless. Did you, (laughs) like when my son was struggling with depression, my, my older son and the therapist said, well, didn't you notice this, 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 and this? And I felt really stupid sitting there because I did notice it, but I'm like, I didn't know what was teen angst and broke up with the girlfriend. Like, I'm not a shrink. That's why I'm here with you. Yeah. And that's, you know, that parent shaming. I mean, that shame on that therapist for making you feel that way that we call that parent shaming that somehow Johnny's drug abuse and his decisions. I mean, you would not, we've probably, it was probably about $300,000 for treatments, for mental hospital stays, for rehabs, for programs, for medicine, psychiatrists, therapists, very expensive brain treatment that he wanted called transcranial magnetic stimulation that he swore was going to help him. He described his brain as green poo. Um, I mean, we tried everything and it wasn't, it didn't happen right away, Sandra, when he used, when he was 14, you know, being from a military family. I mean, when your parents said that's the end of it, like that was the end of it. Right. So when we said you will not use marijuana in this house, it is not allowed. And I didn't even know much in my head. I was thinking, oh, thank God. It's just weed. Right. I didn't, 
no idea about any of the, I was just, I just didn't know Sandra. And so when a couple of years went by and he was sneaking it, of course, cause it doesn't smell. You can't, you, it's easy to hide. There's no sense in any of these vapes and, and um, they're very easy to get by the teachers and all that. Then after a couple of years, we started seeing some depression, some anxiety. And yes, that is when the whole treatment cycle began. Um, But it, you, how would you know? I, I only knew because he told me that he was using most parents don't, you just think, oh my gosh, my teen is so moody. Because they are moody. They are moody. These teens today, you know, they tell you, oh, it's because they've got too much screen time. Oh, they've, you know, they're doing too many activities. Like, how are you supposed to keep track of all the possible addictions out there today? Well, we do have to be vigilant. We do have to do room checks Um, thing. There are, (laughs) you wouldn't believe what the marijuana, the dispensaries sell to help teens hide their weed. You can go on Amazon and find um, boxes that hide weed that are called safe keeps, you know, that they, it's like shaped like um, a hairbrush that you can keep your weed in or a Pringles can that you can keep your weed in. Um, And so you have to really be on the lookout, watching for strange behavior, pulling away from activities that used to give them joy. Johnny started quitting the things that he was involved in, Mm. like cross country and karate and slowly one thing after the other, isolating themselves, becoming moody, sleeping more than usual, um, watching their grades drop, becoming secretive, not telling you who they're with, their circle of friends are changing, right? You just, it's everything. So there, there just isn't one thing and there's really no way, um, you know, that you would know. Now I do, I am a proponent of drug testing. I think when your child is young, you just say, Hey, um, once in a while, I'm going to give you a random drug test. And when you pass it, this will be the reward, you know, and this gives the child the very best thing ever. Kids that are drug tested love it because they can go to a party and say, sorry, can't use it. My mom drug tests me. And it is like the best out to allow you to not feel the peer pressure to take a hit on whatever dab pen um, is being passed around. But you do have to be vigilant. And Sandra, I knew when this happened to me, it could happen literally to anyone. I mean, all the protective factors that you talk about, I was home working at home in a home-based business. He was intelligent. He had straight A's until his last semester of high school. We went to church. We took vacations as a family. We were very close. Like everything anyone ever tells you, he was very busy in activities. All of those things were true of Johnny, and yet he was a user. Um, And so three days before he died, he came over um, for dinner. He was 19 at his third college now, um, attempting to go to his third university, living in a a condo near us. And he came over and he told me, hey, I, I just want you to know, mom, that you were right. 
And I said, about what? And he said, about the marijuana. You told me years ago that it would hurt my brain and it has ruined my mind and my life. And I'm really sorry. And I love you. And three days later, he jumped off the top of a parking garage and he killed himself. And this is very real and it's not unusual. And we are going to lose many, many generations of youth if parents don't understand this new marijuana, the harms of the high potency in the adolescent brain development, how mental illness can be triggered and sadly, suicidal ideation. And we have to get a handle on this before they go off to college uh, and before they turn 18, when all of a sudden, all your permissions are gone. I couldn't even talk to his therapist after he turned 18. And the university was horrible and would not Help me because of the laws, the way I have that with my son in college, the way the laws are written, you're, you know, he's over 18. You're basically not their legal parent anymore. You have no legal rights. And he was mentally ill, addicted to drugs and needed help. Um, and, and it was very difficult to, to get help for him, um, until he had a psychotic break and ended up in the mental hospital. And that was probably the best thing that could have happened to him to get him help. Sadly, he went off his antipsychotic medication and that's when the psychosis came back, even though he had stopped using marijuana and had figured out that it was actually causing the problems that he was having with his brain. By then it was, it was sadly too late. Yeah. Um, that's what we're doing here at Johnny's ambassadors. We, we have 3000 ambassadors now, many of them with children, just like Johnny Me too. You know, I get emails, calls from parents every day. Oh my gosh, my kid is dabbing and experiencing psychosis. What do I do? You know? And so we're trying to educate before that happens so that a parent can say, you know what? It's not just weed. It's scary stuff and you will not use it. Right. Because we know how influential a parent is. If you have even the slightest bit of a laissez-faire, ah, attitude, they are much more likely to use it than if you come down very hard on the, it is not acceptable and you may not use it, um, stance. So we well, have to I protect love that. You gave me the backup on why, cause you know, we're raising the, what I call the Google generation you know, they oh, Google yeah. everything. And it's like, you know, sometimes my kids will fire back and go, well, you know, well, why can't I, you know, and as a <laughs> parent, I'd like to, you know, say I lay down the law and I do lay down the law in a lot of things, but as a single mom for whatever, 17 years now, yeah. um, raising my kids on my own, um, you pick your battles with laying down the law. Now, this is one that's a laying down the law, but I'm also glad um, that you have given me the tools to say, look, the pot that's out there today, the marijuana that's out there today is not like what I had, you know, and I, I was actually taking, I took a bunch of notes while you were talking so that I have my logic points that I can say to my kids. Cause sometimes saying no for the sake of no, doesn't reach them. It doesn't work. Yeah. Drugs are bad. Don't do it because I say, exactly. Like, yeah, mom tells another one, but uh-huh. if I can say these things like, you know, like with the alcohol proof, cause they know they they have a, um, their, their other side of the family member has a, has an alcohol problem. So they know the difference between 6%, 8% and, you know, 40 proof 
alcohol. Right, right. So to explain to them, look, this stuff is like 180 proof and unlimited and it goes in your brain. It's and unlimited. It, yep. And yeah. it causes mental illness in a way that alcohol, you know, is bad for your liver. It'll give you a hangover. You'll feel horrible and, you know, can cause alcoholism. It's not, alcohol is really bad and you, you, you have a hangover and you're okay in 24 hours. It's water soluble. THC is fat soluble. It stays with you for three weeks. And so the kids that go, oh, you know, I'm just using on the weekend. Uh, the THC never leaves your body. If you're only using on the weekend, that means that it, I mean, you are addicted right. uh, to marijuana and it causes mental harms in the way that alcohol does not, because Alcohol does not bind to our endocannabinoid CB1 receptors in our brains and prevent our natural chemicals from regulating our brain development uh, as it should. So those things are not done with alcohol and nicotine. Not that they're not addictive, not that right. they're not bad, but you're right. We have to talk to our children as, you know, tell them the neuroscience, explain about potency, tell them this is not your mama's weed, right? We're talking apples and oranges here. We're talking a narcotic. This is a hard drug. This is not Woodstock love and peace, pass it around. Let's all sing, right? This is something that can make you mentally ill, schizophrenic, bipolar, depressed, all kinds of really poor outcomes. And one in six youth who start using will develop a cannabis use disorder. We know that from research too. So I like to show the kids the marketing messages that marijuana industry puts out there to make it look cool and hip and fun and safe and healing and, and all of the uh, blatant advertising that the marijuana industry is doing because they need to hook them before they be turn 20, 24, that's where they're getting the majority of their profits. And a lot of kids are pretty indignant when you show them how they're being taken advantage of mostly by a few rich white men who own all of the marijuana and, and, um, themselves don't use. <laughs> right. Right. No, I, you know, yeah. I mean, I look at some of this stuff and I, you know, I have a master's in advertising from Northwestern University and I, I wouldn't work on advertising for children. I wouldn't work on, you know, drug or alcohol campaigns. I mean, there was, I, you know, which is why I left advertising because yes. I wouldn't work on most of the product campaigns, but I know that when you show a teen how they're being manipulated, mm-hmm. that's a good way to, to, to reach them. You yes. know, if you, if you can reach them. I show them slides uh, from Colorado magazines, billboards, newspapers, right? Where it's a local paper with a back to school sale on one side from Walmart. And on the other side, they purposefully place their marijuana ads with a young, hot looking, you know, 17 year old girl using marijuana, you know, a back to school sale. How is that targeting an adult? Oh, sure. Well, I I actually studied under under the advertising um, executive, you know, and he he taught at my university and he actually created the Marlboro Man. And he said, you know, and his either his wife or his parents or his child, somebody in his close family died from lung cancer. And he said to me, 
and to the whole class, not just to me, but he's like, the thing I regret most was creating the Marlboro man, because for me, wow. I was doing my job. I was creating an image. I was creating these, you know, and this was, you know, many years before it was publicly known about what cancer can do. But I think there's a lot of advertising people out there that are young people that make these great creative campaigns, never thinking what am I contributing to this world? You know, what am I contributing to, you know, the man who created the Marlboro ads created something iconic for generations, but it yeah. also killed a lot of people like you know, <laughs> Joe Camel, right? You know? And, and how the marijuana industry is taking a cue from the Marlboro man and, and yeah. with its packaging, advertising, bright colors, you know, you can get edibles that are like Skittles, you know, they look oh, yeah. like, like the bubblegum flavored stuff oh, that I did hear God. about from my kids. Cause they're like, mom, you know, you can get bubblegum scented vape. I'm like, what adult wants a bubblegum scented product? Uh, no one ever. Yeah, that's directly. And so you do have to ask your kids. Now, when you say vape, are you talking about nicotine or are you talking about THC? Because that's the new thing where kids will say, you know, come on, mom, it's just vape, right? And they're doing it right under their nose using THC. Um, and the problem is that the more they use it, the more they need it, the more they need it, the higher the potency they have to get. Then they have to start using it just to feel normal, right? And then it all starts to kind of steamroll from there. And so we really want to understand their vernacular um, and push back when they say it's bubblegum vape. Is that marijuana or nicotine? And just ask the questions. Right. Um, well, and my question, like when I, I'm, you know, I'm looking at some of this stuff and I, I would love to have you back to talk, you know, more about some of this stuff, because, sure. you know, it's, it's one of these things where I'm looking at the, um, these little capsules, if you will, that have the that oil like in it. Pills. Yep. They're oil. You can put those in drinks. Um, they make, um, crystals now that dissolve. Well, how you, do you know what you're getting? Like <laughs> you, as an adult, you want to be an informed consumer, but that's the problem. Kids don't, teens right. don't, they don't know how much three milligrams is versus 300 milligrams. They don't understand. Like they make a suppository. The boys here are using suppositories before they go to school. They make a tampon. They make an inhaler that looks like an asthma um, inhaler. They make nose sprays, eye drops. There's even a snortable um, THC that looks like cocaine. I mean, they have figured out how to get THC into every orifice um, that, that you have. It's disgusting. What it is disgusting. And it's completely legal. And see, that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's not regulated. The, the regulators have just been asleep at the wheel and the chemists have quietly been creating all of these products that are more and more and more potent. And of course, the marijuana industry doesn't want people to think that there's anything harmful about that. And they have a lot of very rich uh, backers, you know, and they're in the pockets of sure, all there's a lot of money to be made here. A lot of money to be made and a lot of taxes. Well, what they don't tell you is that for every dollar you get in taxes, you spend four and a half dollars on mental 
illness problems, hospitalizations, right. all of the public health and safety issues that we're having, driving, um, up impaired accidents, children going to emergency. They don't know that the Skittles is THC, right? right. They, can't, they can't read that. Um, psychosis problems, um, just huge challenges. And, and this is why we have to push back. We have to say, you know, there may be a, a place for a medical use of marijuana, let's say in an anorexic patient or a cancer, but that's not what people are using it for. Well, in they're a- not using the CBD aspect. They're using the THC aspect. Well, did you know that in marijuana now there is no CBD? It's all been cultivated out of the plant. Most people just buy straight THC. It used to be in the old days, I'm dating myself, that there was just as much THC as there is CBD. And the CBD was the protective factor in the plant that kind of balanced it out. And in fact, the FDA uh, approved um, medications that actually can be prescribed for things like cancer patients, right? It has equal amounts of pharmaceutical grade THC and CBD, but um, the botanists have cultivated the CBD out of the plant uh, in most cases. And so this THC then is that very alerting anxiety uh, producing, and it's not this like chill out dude, you know, type of thing that a lot of people perceive. Um, I would ask any parent that has, is anywhere near a dispensary. I mean, literally, if you're older than 24 or 28 years old, these things didn't even exist. They weren't even tracked by the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment until 2015. So it's it's really a matter of a lack of awareness. I think that most people, when they find out about it, I did a post one time on Facebook when Johnny died, and it was several months later, and it was basically like, do you know what dabbing is? Guess what I found out? It got 21,000 shares, 21,000. I've never been able to do anything like that. And guess what everybody said? I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Right. I didn't. You know, when I got on the show with you today, I'm like, yeah, I don't know any of this stuff. And if you go in Google, marijuana shatter, you know, images of marijuana wax, um, dab rig, dab pen, marijuana uh, distillates, right? Just go and Google that and, and definitely go to our website. There's a tab called education. We have videos, toolkits, you know, all sorts of graphics. We have a webinar series that we've been doing every week. We have 75 hours of expert doctors um, on there talking about the harms of marijuana uh, for youth. So I would say educate yourself. First, you know, we really need to understand this drug, uh, especially if it gets legalized nationally. It's coming. We have right. we are asleep at the wheel. And I know this, Sandra, because I was. Sure. Um, no, and I, you know, I look at this and go, you know, I don't even have a, you know, until today, I didn't have a fighting chance of understanding any of this stuff because <laughs> my whole perception was, you know, this isn't your, this isn't your mom's, what did you say? This is not it your mom's your weed. Mother's weed. Yeah. Like it's so different. And, you know, there's quite a big 
you know, especially out here in Southern California, the mom communities, they vape. The moms get together, they get high. I bet they have no idea of any of this stuff. And see, we don't even, we don't deal with the adults because it's like, look, um, we voted the ballot box here in America. Um, it, it's legal. I, I am not, I am not a prohibitionist. I don't think there is no way we're going to rescind, right. uh, you know, it, it's, it's going to stay legal, right? The, the, the horse is out of the barn. I am not for criminalizing it. I don't think yeah. you should be in jail when you have a little weed in your pocket. It's like, look, if, if you're an adult, your brain is formed, you're over the age of 25, not 21, by the way, your brain doesn't stop forming until 25. Right. Um, hey, you know, if you want to use it, okay, and, and we're not talking about like the 65 year old grandma who has arthritis, who eats her gummy every day. Okay. Right. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about youth who are using this stuff to get high and it is right. impacting their brain development and sadly their outcomes in life, a loss of right. IQ points, memory. Well, um, you need your brain. Like, let's be honest. You need your brain and yeah. you need your mental health. Like you need to be at the top of your game, not impaired. And well, I yeah. want to um, thank you for being my guest today. And we'll definitely have you back. And I'll definitely introduce you around through my radio network. The website you want to go to, you guys, is Johnny's Ambassadors. Johnny's is J-O-H-N-N-Y-S ambassadors.org. There's also some cool, um, I like your uh, educational graphics on here that have some marijuana facts. And I think the most important thing that if you take away nothing today, nothing whatsoever, take away the fact that this is not your 80s, 90s weed. This is a whole different animal. This is distilled. It's concentrated. I want you to take away that, you know, you would never give your 14-year-old a 250 proof or 180 proof, you know, bottle of anything and tell them to drink (laughs) unlimited. Like, why can you do that? But that's the equivalent of what they're doing with these creepy little machines and pens. And, you know, I was horrified looking on Google, all the different ways. Some of them look like a eye pen, you know, an eye pencil, like, you know, you have to be diligent and, you know, and then at the end of the day, you honor Laura and all the other mothers that did the very best they could with what they knew at the time. And they were unable to save their child. And that's, that's how I want to end it. Please let's put a stop to some of these things, get the awareness you need. We'll have Laura back. You guys go to the um, johnniesambassadors.com and we will be back again next week. Thanks for tuning in to military mom talk radio. Want more information? Check us out at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com or find us on iTunes for more than 500 free episodes. Drop us an email or find us on Facebook. We are looking forward to another great discussion. We hope you'll join us on Military Mom Talk Radio.